Welcome to the Podity. I'm Stephen. I'm Nate. This is the show where we'll talk about all things nerdy, from tossing coins to your Witcher to burning butchers. And today, we will be talking about The Witcher Season 2, Geronimo. And so, in this episode, we will be sharing our favourite things about Witcher Season 2 in a chronological order. As we know, some, o- some order in storytelling is good. <laughs> yes, as, as, as detailed by one of the episodes in The Witcher themselves. Yeah. No, no, we do love Season 1, but yeah, we are going... <laughs> So th- today we'll be focusing about our favorite mm. things in season two. Yep. Also, spoiler alert: as we will be going in depth into the juicy details the show has to offer, we also won't be summarizing the episode too much, as we just want to dive into the best bits. Definitely. So, if you are one that hates spoilers, please go ahead and watch all eight episodes of The Witcher season two, and then come back and join us. Yeah, you'll be done in no time at all. It's yeah. such an amazing show. I-, I guarantee it. Actually, you would definitely. Finish it quicker than you realize. Yeah, and you just kind of w- wish to watch more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, the good news for all Witcher fans is that there is going to be a prequel series coming up soon, mm-hmm. which is uh, teased at the end of the season two. Yeah, so. exactly. And uh, it's called Witcher: The Blood Origin, and yeah. it's expected to be expected to be set uh, one thousand two hundred years before the world of the Witcher. And it should be coming out sometime next year. Mm. I mean, I haven't checked it out myself, but sounds really exciting. Yeah, I know there's Michelle Yeoh in it, which are really, yeah. I mean, oh, whenever she's in anything, it's amazing. But That's yeah, true. we have yeah. that to look forward to in 2022. And if you haven't watched the animated t- movie as well about uh, v- Vesemir. Yeah, uh, which is the Night it. of the Wolf, I yes. believe. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, all that aside, let us dive into... The Witcher Season 2. Let's go. So we begin with Episode 1. Uh, you see Geralt and Ciri encounter Tissia on the battlefield. And she tells them Yen's sacrifice, implying that she didn't survive. Uh, Geralt decided to take Ciri to the Witcher stronghold, Ken Mohan. And be- while on the way, they saw this de- deserted town or village. And Geralt decided to take a detour to a near- nearby house which happens to be his friend, this person called Nivellen. However, upon meeting Nivellen, he doesn't look human at all. He seems to be cursed. At, at least that's what Geralt deduced. Uh, throughout the show, you'll, there's a Siri encounter a young woman named Verina, a Bruxa, which later revealed us the, the creature that destroyed the, and killed the nearby village. Uh, and yeah, and I think the drama begins from there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. first episode right off the bat, that is amazing, man. Like, um, one of my favorite things in this episode was when Nivellen was uh having Siri and Geralt over for dinner, mm. and he was just saying, "Would you like some food?" And then everything just smashed onto the <laughs> table. Oh, that was an amazing sight to see, actually, because like it really brings you into the magic of this world. Yes. That this yeah. and and. Not all magic has to be, you know, flames and death from above. It's little magics like these as well, where it's um, food falling from as if from nowhere, landing in front of you, and like much to the surprise of Siri. It it, it was <laughs> an amazing scene to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I love the I love this episode because it's it's very light at first, 
But when the twist came, yes, yeah. it was so heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. a very good way to ease you back into the Witcher. Yes, whole the whole Witcher verse, I guess. Yeah, yeah. and it uh, no, the beginning of the episode where uh, I believe this was the episode episode where Geralt finds the battle and no, this was not the episode. This was the, that was a later episode, I believe. Which one are you talking about? Uh, where Geralt is? Yeah, I believe this is the one where Geralt finds out that Yennefer might not have made it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, that's the, the beginning the of the beginning right, the beginning of the episode, yeah. right? Before they even make it to mm. the Bellin's hu- uh, house, rather. Mm. Yeah, and you see the it's so wonderful to see like the whole like what I love about the Witcher series is that every single mortal being on the, the planet always chooses to believe that witches have no feeling and the witches do kind of steer into that. Yeah. But you see from Geralt, yeah. his feeling his feelings run deep, man. Yeah. And that was an amazing thing to watch. Mm. And there's a very heartfelt conversation which I love while they were Nivellen and Geralt were playing darts. Yeah. Geralt knew he was uh, Nivellen was cheating. Yes. Yet he continues, you know, playing with him. Yeah. And sharing very openly, like he shared about uh I think they he asked uh Nivellen asked him, So what happened? You lose someone. Yeah. Is it about love? He said yes. And then he went on to say uh, how how recent is it? Like, just few days back. Yeah. And and he allowed he allowed himself to be vulnerable in front yeah. of Nivellen. Which I think it's a yeah. very good evolution from Geralt in season one, especially mm. because in the first season you have to see the 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 mercenary monster hunter Geralt. Yeah. So it was a very good portrayal by Henry Cavill then to be the you know the grunting, tough and gruff exterior of a Witcher. Yeah. But this season, right from the get-go, first episode, you see the more vulnerable side of mm. Geralt and him being very willing to share with the people who he's close with. Yeah. I think this also might be the first time we see him with a friend that he knows for a while. Yes. That would be... Yeah. That would be true. If, like In the whole season one, he met Yaskir. Yeah. He meets Yennefer. Uh, this was all especially after the events with Renfri, which caused him to yeah. retreat retreat into himself. Yeah. Yeah. The only person you really see in season one that he knows of before was his mother, right? But that's also in a dream and of some and sort, and right? It's not really. He's not really friends with his mother even. Yeah. So, yeah. In fact, he blames her for him becoming a witcher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But okay. One of my favorite things in episode one, um, Nevelin was actually played by Christopher Hivew mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones fame, mm-hmm. where he played Tormund Giantsbane. Mm-hmm. And it was so amazing to see him come in and play this wacky character again, which he yeah. is, of course, known for when in Tormund Giantsbane. Um, summoning the food, you know, joking around, <laughs> playing around. But the amazing thing, the amazing thing from him is that in a in like a blink of an eye, he's able to change from this goofy, jokey character and... Uh, this comedy role changing with this drastic shift into like deep tragedy yeah. in the blink of an eye. It's oh, it really speaks to his acting chops, man. It's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I remember yeah, again, I'm just going back to that twist. I think that's really my favorite moment in the whole thing. Like that's the heartfelt moment. The whole between, episode, yeah. Between Siri and Geralt trying to know each other. Trying to get to know each other, yeah. Then there is the whole funny, jovial moment. Yeah. And then there's this whole, again, uh, yeah, it's a continuous theme throughout the Witcher series so far. Like, who is mo- who is the monster, right? 
Yeah. The conversation who is the monster. And I think that was a very difficult for at least an audience for me when I watch it. Like Yeah. You know, this guy loves this monster. Monster. Yeah. And at first we kind of want this monster to be a good monster. But yeah. But turns out it's in its nature. It's like it's really a monster. Yeah. You know? I mean it's in her nature. It's it yeah. like on one hand you can say she you can't blame her. She has to feed. Yeah. But on the other hand, what is she feeding on? Yeah. So And then we look at Nevelyn. I mean, at first we took pity on him being cursed, then he, he has his story of losing everything yeah. and all that. And then you start to realise that oh, he is a monster in a way because yeah. he he allows this to happen. He allows this to happen. He was the one who raped. His yeah. curse is because he raped a priestess. Yeah. And he and yeah, all that and he still allowed this to happen. He knows about it. Yeah. And it's 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 oh, it's so like many layers of this. Th- that's the thing I love about Witcher. You know, like every single storyline, every character, every arc, every little episode, even mm. has so many layers to it. And yeah. it. it I love I love series I love okay more often than not I would love TV series especially to pose questions of morality and what ifs to the audience and like leave us wondering mm. on these questions it's amazing yeah agree yeah. it's one of the reasons why I love Star Trek so much but yeah we'll get into Star Trek in another time this yeah, is another Witcher yeah. all right so episode two all right episode two you see uh, Jennifer and Fringilla Fringilla. Fringella. Fringella. Yeah. Are captured by uh Philan Vendrel, the the Elven king at first, but I'm no longer. Because now he's working for this Elven sorcerer, Francesca. Francesca. Francesca, yeah. Yeah. And Jennifer and Vin- Fringilla also dream of like during this episode they dream of rope figures of like red and black. And later on learn that uh Francesca also dream of this white rope uh figure. Yep. And I think they went into this, they had this convos- conversation and then they were brought into this like altar then which lead them to a staircase and into like this woods that's underground and then they saw a hut, yeah. right? And uh, then there's an introduction to the deathless mother, uh, which is a mysterious being who takes on a different form in each one of their memories. And I think uh, each of them were given a task, yeah, uh, something that they want. And I think most... At least, uh, Frangilla and Francesca knows exactly what they want, and yeah. they choose to do what go for it. Go yeah. for it, right? Yeah. yeah. And in this episode, so you there's also when you start to see uh, Yen Jennifer's character, she decided not to take up the offer, and she realized that she lost the magic. Yep. Yeah. It's evolution of a character. Yeah, and uh, I think not yet though. Okay, let's get to the let, bit, me, yeah, let me do oh a yeah. summary. Yeah. Yep. Um. And I think next will be, yeah. And now going back to Geralt and Siri. Uh, Geralt. I think this part, uh, he enters Kermohan. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that's where he met Askel, arriving late. Yep. For the winter, and that's where he realized that he's actually he's carrying a severed hand of a lashy. Yep. And he's actually, contaminated by a lashy as well, and yep. later on transform, and attack uh Vesemir, which caused forced Geralt to kill him. Yeah. And that's where Geralt decided to train Siri. Yeah. Another another Witcher token on the tree. Yeah. Ah, pour one out, man. I mean, y- like, 
from what you see, he might not be the nicest guy, but he was still a Witcher brother to Geralt. They were not. They were. They were brothers, really. Yeah. I mean, he's not the nicest guy, like the way, like the way he treated Siri and everything. But yeah, he's still a Witcher brother, and yeah. it's sad to see that this one strong faction of monster hunters dwindle to these numbers. And yeah. Like Vesemir says, every time one is lost, it's it's a massive strike to the Witcher Brotherhood. Because they're like a family. Yeah. And I think this episode, back to what you said, this whole theme of Witcher not having uh, emotion. Yeah. They are like a family. They're humans. Yeah, it's very well depicted in this whole yeah. episode that they're actually brothers and just having fun with each other. Yeah. And yeah, they're very much, they're very much emotion. They have emotions. It's They're not yeah. emotionless for sure. And they were like waiting for each other on winter nights. Yeah. Uh, on the winter period. It's like family coming back for Christmas. Yeah. You anticipate them. You will wait for their arrival and then you celebrate their arrival. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Like amazing. Like it's just, I love these kinds of moments in uh, all TV series mm. where there is a uh, moment of brevity from the action, from mm. the story and you see the 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 characters. Mm even if it's not main characters, just coming together like a family and just enjoying each other's company. Because mm. uh, if you really look at it, would they really still be a party or a company or a family if they didn't like each other's company? Yeah. Right? That's right. And yeah. that is what... And even if they didn't, showing that dynamic outside of an uh, an action sequence or a plot line really, really solidifies the bond, what kind of bond they have between each other, whether it be positive or negative. Yeah. Yeah. So the the scene where all this, where they're just joking around and having fun, uh, really shows me what kind of brotherhood they are. Yeah. And I think also for the audience point of view, it's a sense of, I can't understand this. Yeah. Everybody right? has these kinds of friends or family. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I think we all come back to some form of friends and family on special occasions. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, being relatable, I think that's what makes a show, elevate a show, that's what I will say. Exactly. And yeah. for something, especially like in fantasy setting for The Witcher, mm. having these moments, or like any sci-fi series, right? having these moments to kind of let the general audience relate to makes the show so much better because you're taking the, sci you're taking the science fiction or the fantasy out of it and bringing it to very real human emotions. Yeah, which is... Which is always important. Yeah, especially... In, yeah. I mean, nothing more to say about those parts. Yeah. Well, yeah. but let me... Like, I do have something to add here. Um, oh, Bolithmir, sure. you know, the Deathless Mother? Yes. Wasn't actually a creation of the Witcher anthology. It was a cre creation by the Witcher showrunner, Lauren Schmidt-Hisrick. Yep. And uh, Bolithmir is actually based on Baba Yaga, yeah. the Slavic supernatural being, typically depicted as a deformed or fierce-looking older or elderly woman that lives in a hut standing on chicken legs. Uh, which is really cool because yeah. you know um, the author of the author of the Witcher novels, um, Sapowski, Sapowski. Yep, Sapowski. Yes, Sapowski always based his um, his his big bats or his his bad guys or his monsters on real world lore. Yeah, like the Wild Hunt is also based on real world lore, mm. and like the, all the monsters that they fight with. The Striga. Strigas or the yeah. Brushas or everything yeah. are all based on real world lore. So for some for Lauren Schmidt Hisrick to um pick up on that and add in a creature of her own as the big bad yeah. while still paying homage to uh, Sapowski using a real world lore of Baba Yaga, which is uh, uh, that's amazing. I think so. Yeah. 
and, and it works in the in, I mean in the whole show it really works because with the later on the show there's this whole portal thing yeah it just brings in all sorts of you know yeah. possibilities and also in um in the in the promotional posters for the witches season 2 you do see the hut mm-hmm. and uh it's on these weird reptilian legs which mm-hmm. uh it's you find it's it's actually basilisk legs which is kind of a foreshadowing of ah, the last episode right okay, yeah, okay. which is really in- interesting and very amazing I, I didn't i didn't look into that the yeah. whole poster so it's amazing you, from the get go you know that the deathless mother of volthmir is going to be the big bad yeah. and something to look forward to at the end of the season i love it again all this kind of this is how you build this is how you build a scary or a powerful or an interesting uh bbeg like the big bad evil guy yep you introduce them early on and then you slowly dive deeper into their character and their being so that the audience can get invested in them as well. Yeah, definitely. And this yeah. They do it so well. Yeah. Uh, I love Volathmir. Such a good, interesting, uh, evil villain, I guess. And I'll, I like how Volathmir as well, the way, as a big bad, the way he influences the battle is not as if like yeah. he's very very manipulative. Yeah, it's not direct influence. Yeah, it's a very, it's like a chess master sitting back, pushing all the pieces together. That's right, making everything fall into place. Yeah, and it's the whole amazing. war is because of Volodymyr. Yeah. Volodymyr's involvement in one way or another, playing yeah. the chess pieces, you know, in a way to get her whatever desire that she ne- she needs. The deathless mother, right? Well, yeah. her des- her desire was just to go home, right? Technically, yes. Technically, right? Yeah. Technically, yeah. Uh, as we find out later in the season, her desire yeah. is just to go home. But um, the reason she has to cause all this destruction destruction is because she's trapped. Yep. Yeah, and it's very cool, very interesting. The law behind, like you, of course, like I would expect the law of the Witcher to be amazing because mm. there are books, there are video games, yeah. and it it delves into the lore so much. Yeah. But for a show like for this show especially, like two seasons in. Having brand new lore that is that rich, oh, that is amazing, man. That is this kind of stuff I live for. Yeah, man. Uh, anyway, let's talk about Yennefer. Yennefer, uh, yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. With the her interaction with the deathless mother. Yeah. Just now we were talking about her character development. You know, I think this is actually still her old character being so rebellious against yeah. <laughs> everything. That is very true. And her development came after that that is very true yeah that's why i I would agree that this is her just being her stubborn rebellious self (laughs) she's just so stubborn all the the way yeah but yeah and then again she's never been one to just easily go along with the flow always does what she wants yeah yeah (laughs) but i think but oh man later on in the season it turns out to be so good you know the whole setup from season one to this season to this interaction to how she is at the end of the whole Season, oh man, I love it so much. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, on to three. See episode three. Episode three. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Episode three is when you see Siri trains at Camon. Uh, Jennifer makes her way to Aretuza. Uh, this is to for her to speak again with uh Tissier. Yep. Uh, and then you see Striker Ball doing interrogation on Jennifer to fi- find out who she really is. Obviously, to no avail. Right. Yeah, because uh, of this year's um, involvement. And this is the part also where Jennifer was tasked to execute Cahir. Yep. To, you know, 
to show her loyalty, which in the end she fu- she decided to you know being Jennifer do the right <laughs> thing you know her, do her own thing yeah do the rebellious thing the re- most rebellious <laughs> thing by releasing her here and running away with him with him yeah, yeah. uh and I think this a lot of the war uh the whole setup of the war where Francesca and the elves uh, settles in Sintra, uh because they got uh she and uh Frangela become good friends yeah um in this portion and. Both on their own quests for the Deathless Mother. That's right, yeah. And I think they both want to complete that quest. Definitely, yeah. And of course, the other bit, which is the, which is uh, the story about Geralt and Ciri, is when they were going after the Lashy. Yep. And while they were facing the Lashy, this huge centipede creature yeah. appears, cut down the Lashy, and then start chasing Ciri. And uh, while Geralt was, was flung at first by the creature yeah but eventually of course Garrett kills uh this mirror pot that's the that's the minor centipede creature yeah yeah but not with some uh not without any repercussions right yeah definitely there's so m- actually there's a lot of things going on in this uh, simple episode um so which one is your favorite favorite this is the episode um, this is the episode that roach dies isn't it no, it's no, not. no. That was later, later on. Yeah. on. Yeah, that's right. So okay, I really like from then. I, if I'm not mistaken, this episode, uh, you see Siri on the training platforms on the training grounds yes. at uh Kermorin. Yes, <sighs> those are s- that is amazing, man. Like the training yeah, sequence, just yeah. running, uh, keep getting beaten down like that's right badly. Yeah, and still getting up. Yeah, in fact, um. When I- they were shooting that scene, uh, Freya Ellen really impressed most of the cast yep. with the training ground scene. Um, as it was shot, she did most of the training sequence herself mm. rather than passing it off to a stunt double. Yeah. Uh, so much so that the actors that played Cohen and Lambert, uh, Yasin Nalo and Paul Babulian, mm. yeah, they they missed like they were just hanging out and then they looked over and like, oh yeah, oh they're running a thing. Then they looked again, like, oh wait, yes, like uh, Paul Paul Bullion said, yes, is that. Is that Freya? And then they're like, yeah. They were very impressed that she was actually running through the sequence constant, constantly and consistently just like how Siri was running through the training ground sequence. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, like, pro- mad props to Freya Allen, man. Yeah. That thing does not look fun. I mean, it looks fun, but it does not look fun. I know. You yeah. know, like... <laughs> you can really get hurt. <laughs> yeah. And, whew, like, really serious big, big props to her, man. Yeah, man. I wouldn't be able to last two seconds on that thing, man. Just on the incline up into the first the first task, I would just trip and fall and break my ankle or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, when... If anyone watched Witcher... Uh, only watch. If anyone played Witcher 3 before, or even... I'm not so sure about previous Witcher. Going to Care Mohan... Uh, ex- looking into the training, uh, the set and everything, it looks exactly like in the game. Yeah, it and is. I love how true they are to the game, and it's just amazing. Yeah, it is very interesting to see the the similarity and just for the set of the like from the game for it to come to life. Mm. That is so impressive, man. Yeah. I think this episode so that I think it dwells into a bit on the relationship of uh Siri with Lambert and Cohen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I really really like this the dynamic that they have. Right. I think Lambert is a more like a tougher tough older brother. Yeah. And 
well, maybe he kind of like tried to dissuade her to become a witcher because it's such a dangerous job and it, it I mean, okay, here's the thing. For what I think for Lambert it's this is the kind of thing he's been doing his whole life. Yeah. And it's a th- kind of thing that has only been done by him and his brothers. Yeah. Seeing an outsider come and try and do it, it's challenging his it's challenging his status quo. I think that's one. Which is why yeah. he initially told her, like, just give up, just do it. Yeah. But seeing her persevere Definitely he, impressed, man. He's I'm sure he was very impressed and you know, mm. tried to use it to motivate her instead of putting mm. her down. Which yeah. seemed to work. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what I love about this was Cohen. Oh Cohen, yeah. Cohen just like yeah, just guiding her like the like the oldest brother like the oldest brother kind of making sure she's doing everything safely and teaching yeah, yeah. her how to do things. And then Lambert just comes in like the slightly older brother and just piss all over her. <laughs> that was so fun. Like the dynamics between you see the dynamics between the other witches in Siri. Yeah. And sh- they're starting to kind of accept her into their brotherhood. Mm. Which is very interesting. Yeah. I remember this scene that I love so much. I actually I can't remember whether it is this episode or the episode. After yeah, because the training I think it might have been the episode after because that's when Triss arrived. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I mean, we can just say it now since yeah, it's we, like this, in this conversation, yep, right? Yep. I remember when I think he was Oh uh, yeah, I think it was just a simple scene where Siri need, needed to prepare something and then Cohen was like, "Okay, time time to go for a bit." Uh, then we play uh, some game and all that yeah. together before you go to bed. Yeah. And don't expect to beat me kind of yeah, thing. That's yeah, what yeah. he said to her then. They just don't went expect off. me to let you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Don't expect me to let you in. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's a very brotherly love. Yeah. Which is amazing. Well, if that's the case, we let's move on to episode four. Because these two episodes kind of blend together. I guess so. Yeah. So maybe we can move oh, on to episode I have a theory here that yeah. I want to bring up, actually, episode three. Yeah. You see the... Do you remember the mirror pot, the centipede-like creature? Yes, the mirror pot, yeah. You know, I was just wondering... Did that creature really want to kill Siri? Or did that creature... I don't think the creature wanted to kill Siri. Because I don't think so, it, right? It, it stopped right in front yeah. of her. I think it wants to collect Siri because exactly. the, the mirror pods were kind of under the, the, the command of the Deathless Mother. Yeah. Or like, not the mirror pods indirect, but like all the weird-ass creatures, like the Leshy, the mirror pods, anything that came from a uh, monolith. Like yeah, we so find out later, all the monolithic yeah. creatures are kind of from other worlds, right? And the Deathless Mother kind of has a little influence s- on influence them. over them. So I was thinking, it probably does not want to kill Siri. It's not. Com- it's coming for her, for sure. But I don't think it's for it to kill her. Yeah, not that. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't get it when I first watched it, but I just feel like, oh yeah. I mean, it's it's like those t- thriller Jurassic Park moment. Yeah. Right, right? this big monster right in front of you trying to eat you. Right, yeah. But then, at the same time, when I'm watching the show and the amount of layers they put inside this show, I realise, hey, the monster didn't try to kill No, it, it, I think, Siri I really think it was just trying to collect Siri for, so. for, for the for Deathless Mirror. Yeah. 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 I think that was the way it was supposed to go. But, you know, Geralt comes flying in. Yeah, I mean, he is the professional. Yeah. And the best in the yep. business. So, yeah. Alright, episode four. Episode 4 begins, I think, with Triss finally arriving. Oh, arriving at... Not finally. She just arrived at Jermohan. And it was a surprise to a lot of people. And I think... I I think... And it was later revealed that Geralt was the one who invited her to help Ciri in the magical training. Yep. Uh, Then there's uh, this whole investigation of the mirror pot and the the Lashy. 
uh, finding out that they are all connected to the monolith, which we talked about already. Yep. And there's this whole part where Geralt uh, was tr- had to tr- travel all the way, I can't remember where is it, to, to meet uh, Istrid. Right. Who then, because he was studying monolith. Yeah. And they have amazing conversation, which we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think Vesemir then discover in this episode that Siri has elder blood yes. from the flower that he found. On the training ground. And then yeah. he's that where he realized, oh, we can create mutagen once more to create more witches. Yep. Uh, and I think this is the part where Jennifer and Kehur escape into the city of Oxenford. And they, I mean, during this part, there's a lot of this whole elves being uh, targeted. Yeah. Oh man, there's brutal scenes. We'll yeah, get into yeah. that as well. So many things happening in this episode. Uh, and of course, then there's this whole, I, they start to introduce in Redenia, mm-hmm. the Drickstar, Drickstar and Philippa, Drickstar yeah. and Philippa, spymaster of, and on the court mage uh, of King Vizemir. Yep. Yeah, they begin to do all this plotting to see Sintra. And, yeah, and I think this is also the part where they have Dara, the previous elf, yes, being yeah, used as an one. elf, yeah, from season one, as an informant. Uh, following that, okay, now this ex- this exciting part. Uh, Jennifer and Cairo discover a way out of uh, that's right, yes, Oxenford yeah. to travel to Sintra. Yep, and this is through this the person sand called piper. the Sandpiper. Yeah, which later been yeah, he's revealed as Jaskier, yeah. Yeah, our Oof. beloved Jaskier, yeah. singing that you know burn burn butcher, butcher burn. Oof, burn. What yeah. a song, man. Yeah, and yeah, in this episode, then you. Then they have the discussion and then they get to try and escape. Yeah, and... And, uh, of course, they have... Yaskir tries to throw up a distraction, what Yaskir does best. Yes. While the rest of them, all the... uh, They try to become stowaways on board the ship to get to Sintra. And, of course, a fight breaks out because Yaskir can't keep his mouth shut. Which I... Okay, we'll get into that portion, but we'll go one by one. This has a lot of wonderful there's moments. There's a lot there. of moments. And then... It ends off with... Uh, there's Jaskier so leaving, saying goodbye yeah. to the group. Yeah. And, and then, then you have a commotion. And then Yennefer goes up to see the broken loot. Yeah. Yep. And the episode ends. Yep. Whew, okay. This is a big episode. Amazing, amazing episode. So this many reveals. This is a really big episode, yeah. right? Like, first of all... Okay, let's go back to like the beginning of the episode where... um. Like there was there was that scene where I believe it was this this episode where Tris mentioned that she's here to help Siri and Siri mm. comes out the next day wearing that yeah the flower that, that flower, flower in her hair right, yeah. and the robes nicely and then uh Lambert <laughs> Lambert, Lambert being Lambert yeah. starts fucking joking with her and like <laughs> and then she gets so mad and she storms off and Tris stood up for her yeah oh that's amazing, that yeah. was an amazing moment for Tris yeah and Lambert is like you know. He's okay, an idiot. We, okay, we we are from boys' school, right? Yeah, and he's an idiot. If you you wouldn't think twice, you know, yeah. because you're just disturbing. Yeah, like disturbing okay, from so. from one day to the next, right? You wouldn't <laughs> expect so much to change yes. for Siri. Yeah. So Lambert wouldn't. It's I don't. I really don't blame Lambert. Yeah. It's not his fault. It's 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 that it's, he was just trying to joke around, yeah, you know. Yeah. But it, he took it a little bit too far. Def- he definitely took it, but too far. But yeah. I mean, it's the he like. Who would have thought? Like, I don't think he would have thought it would affect it Siri that yeah. much, and I'm sure he felt bad after it. Yeah, and I think also Lambert haven't seen Siri when she's really a princess. Yeah, when she came, she was she already like this hardened person. Yeah, 
Yeah, after all the things she went through in season one. Yeah, and after Tris came, so she, she finally softened a little bit yeah. and become a bit more uh, like back to her feminine self. Yeah, and this brought up the one of my favorite scenes. I think it's oh. slightly later, where uh, Geralt decided to Geralt later? went to. Geralt went to see Siri and and Tris was there as well, right? Yeah, and then Siri mentioned to Geralt, "You know my grandmother wore dresses and hold, held a sword." Yeah. And Geralt was just, "I know." Yeah. It really speaks to how much emotional depth and intelligence that Geralt possesses that he knows yeah. like just in that in that two words, that two word sentence, he tells Siri it's okay to be who you are. Yeah. He tells her that yeah, she he knew his grandmother was a strong and powerful yeah. woman, but also a, a queen. Yeah, and he, he, and he it kind of shows her that yes, he believes that she can be as well. Yeah, just in two words, and that comforted Siri so much. Yes, yeah. it shows like and Geralt showing his paternal side. Yes, is so amazing. Yeah, man, wonderful scene. It's just yeah. an amazing scene. Uh, then they discover later. Oh, that that my okay. I love this part where Geralt was like, Triss was like, I can portal you to him. Mm. And Geralt was like, I don't like portal. Yeah. <laughs> and you find out why. Yeah. <laughs> you see him portal over to Istrid, <laughs> and Istrid is immediately very wary, and you see Geralt just, wait. And then he sits down, <laughs> and he's just like taking a deep breath, and like just gathering himself. I think it's like car sickness, right? Yeah, it's like motion sickness <laughs> motion for sickness. her. It's so ridiculously funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, I love that you have to in you have to inject a little comedic moments for every character. Yeah, and, and a- actually, this happens in the games as well. Yeah, like exactly. He, he always hated being portal. Yeah. yeah, so I love that they included this into the yeah. episode, <laughs> and the interaction between Istrid and uh, oh, yeah. Geralt as well. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> and they were like colleagues, then they start talking about. I knew this. I knew that. I knew. Uh, I I was looking for a friend, Yen Yena. Oh yeah! Wait, wait, what? Like then he's like, yeah, Jennifer, of Fangerberg. You know Yenna, Yen. <sighs> Man, both <laughs> and yeah, and again, your, your meeting your tunnel buddy. <laughs> in that moment, you see, like <laughs> they like just in that few short in that short interaction, they both immediately knew what they meant to Yennefer individually. Yeah. And the other person no, meant to Yennefer as well. Yeah. Oh, these <laughs> interactions are so good. Like, there's so much meaning and there's so so much depth to yeah. every single interaction and it's so funny. I, I love the script, the fact that uh, it's so short yet it's so precise that you get it. Yeah, it's so powerful. I don't know how they do it, but it's I love it. You know, amazingly like, well-written. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliantly well written. It's so amazing. Okay, we go back to Kaer Morin, where um, because of the Elder Blood, Siri, Siri's Elder Blood, Vesemir mm. wants to make new witches with her blood. Yep. And Siri says, yes, but she has to be the first one. Yeah, that's her condition. Yeah. I mean, and I think partially also because she wants to make sure that it works. Yeah. And she wants to. If she can, she wants to finally save people. I think for the longest of time, she wanted to feel useful. Yeah. Instead of running away all the time mm-hmm. and just people dying around her. Yeah. And for once, I think there's this conversation with Vesemir. For once, she can bring life to others. Yeah. Yeah. Life to the witch's family. This yeah. Case, yeah. And like, she opens up a lot to Geralt. She, up until this point, she had seemed to be quite open, but you, she finally opens up at the end of the episode where Geralt is 
kind of restricting her from becoming a witcher. Yeah. And she finally, because she doesn't want to be weak anymore. Yeah. She don't want, doesn't want to hurt anyone anymore. She yeah. doesn't want to be to blame for everybody getting hurt. Yeah. Because she lost her grandmother. She lost, she lost Iced, her grandfather. Yeah. She lost her parents. And Musek. Sorry? Mausek. She lost Mausek. She yeah. lost, like, she kind of, Dara was kind, to her knowledge, gone as yeah. well. Everyone that she's known has gone because of her. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be there anymore. Mm. And okay, let me talk now about my favorite part of Witcher, Yaskier. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like from the moment they said Sandpiper, I was like, wait, is it gonna be? And then you hear his voice. Oh my And then goodness. I was like, yes. I was gleefully jumping, like watching the screen because I was waiting for Yaskier to reappear. Yeah. And like four episodes deep, oh, it was the perfect, yes, perfect like, perfect chance for him to come back half the season in. But oh my goodness, that song "Burn Witcher Burn." I think you know the point you mentioned. Jennifer's face in that show was my face because like, oh, I yeah. know this voice. Yes, I know who is this person. I'm just so excited, you know. Yeah, oh, I love it so much. And "Burn Witcher Burn," what an amazing song. Yeah. Like you, okay, obviously the jingle of season one, everybody knows it, toss a coin to your witcher. Mm. It gets stuck in your head so easily (laughs) because it's such a jovial song about a man killing monsters and Mm -hmm. it has a very catchy hook. Yes. When you come to Burn Witcher Burn, it is, it's such a deeply emotional song and it shows the relationship and how Yaskier felt after the events of Kangorn, right? Yeah, Kangorn, yeah. And, just, just, just how like oh my goodness, poor, poor little bard boy, you know, yeah, he, he must have felt so jilted, and so, and but I mean, what a good turnaround for him. He became the sandpiper, yeah, start freeing people, and yep. I love the whole uh, interaction between him and Yennefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes out, and then he's like, and then she's like, oh, I'm she straight away. She comes up to him, and he was talking to her, and then she straight away hugs him, and. You're hugging me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it must be a surprise for him. The, yeah. I mean, just the last time they met. The last time they all met was, was so on the aloof. mountain. The last time yeah. they met was all on the mountainside at Kangon, and where she, she basically told Geralt, Geralt to fuck off. Yeah. And then Geralt in turn told him to fuck off. Yeah. So and she, he, Jennifer never really interacted with Yaskia. There was that one interaction. Very few, right? There was that one big interaction Which where... <laughs> You forget oh, season one. Right. Very, Toss a yeah, coin okay. to your yeah. Witcher. Oh, Valley of Penis. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. there was one very big interaction between Yaskier and Yennefer. <laughs> and that he even he even uh he even mentions that yep. in the like the last yep. time we were last time you were touching me, things didn't go well too well. Didn't, things didn't go too well for me. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and oh, and another one was when when they so that whole interaction between Yaskier and Yennefer and oh, it's so funny him like and one more thing you both smell really bad yeah and the both of them look so <laughs> nervous <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's it's one of those things where the actor Joey Beatty who yeah. plays Yaskier I believe those are one of his ad-lib lines oh my goodness that's yeah. amazing and it's, it's yeah, yeah and okay so another thing in the episode was when they were getting to the ship Yaskier and the dockman and oh, the, yeah, the yeah, dog yeah, worker yeah. the dog worker was making fun of Yaskier's song <laughs> yes I love that this was, one that was one of my 
favorite parts of the first four episodes <laughs> of Witcher 2 yeah, yeah. where the dog worker was uh, making fun that they were of Yeskir's song about how he didn't realize they were in different timelines until halfway through the song. Yeah. <laughs> this was one of the major complaints that season one received. Season one of the Witcher received. <laughs> and for them to turn it into a joke and put it into season two after they have addressed all the issues of season one. Yeah. Oh, it just makes me love this show even more. I always love well, people or things who just know how to laugh at themselves. Yeah, okay, you know? no, th- there's, there's two ways of looking at it, right? They don't take them. They don't take themselves too seriously to laugh yeah. at themselves after they've already, Corre- you know, corrected yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. But th- and this is the good way to do it. Yes. There are the people who like just mock the people. Oh, who, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the bad way to yeah, do I'm it. Yeah, I'm looking at a good way of this. Yeah, and they are, they, they oh, did it so well. They did it so perfectly. I loved it so <laughs> much. Yeah, and and that moment as well was. After Yaskier already perfected his distraction, yeah, able to get a free pass into a, into the ship, and I love the fact that after this conversation, right, he defended who oh, his songs. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I guess that's in a way in a, okay in a more meta way. Yeah, is the Witcher production team defending, defending <laughs> what they did in season one? You know, yeah. against all the criticism is, and all that. Is, yeah, it is it's, really well done, and it was so <laughs> good. You know that. He chose to defend it. I mean, that's his. I mean, as a musician, that is your work. I mean, yes, yes, it is true. Yeah. But like, I will say, like, watching the season one of Witcher for the first mm-hmm. time, the jumping timelines was a bit jarring at first. But when when I caught on immediately, I was invested, right? Yes. And even though it was jarring, it was fine because I was invested. Yeah. Rewatching it though, you know, I felt it's a bit jarring because I already know the timeline jump is coming, but. When the way they cut between scenes, it's a bit jarring. It is really a bit jarring. Well, well, I watched it a second time around as well. Yeah. And I still enjoy it as much. Because I to me, it's, it's a puzzle piece. Yeah, like, no, dude, I yeah. love it. Like, I love what they did with the timelines and, like, jumping from scene to yeah. scene between timelines and everything. But it is still a little bit jarring, especially when you watch it on a rewatch. You mm. don't want to think about it too much. You just kind of want to catch up. Yeah, okay. So if your objective is to just yeah. catch up, yeah, it's a bit... It's a bit jarring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I wanted to just catch up but end up being so invested in the show because yeah. I'm thinking again once again, oh, I forgot. Is this part before yeah, exactly. I need to put, put I need to go into the puzzle exactly, solving mode precisely, again? Precisely, yeah. Which, which, <laughs> which is not kind of what I wanted, you know? Right, right, right. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I will say it's the second time watching it again. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's still good. I yeah. loved it so much still. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, going back to this episode 4, so many things episode 4. Already. I think we need to go to episode 5. Sure. Yeah, let's go to episode 5. Okay, episode 5, you realise that the person who took Yasuke is this guy called Rins. Yeah. Rins, right? A fire yes, mage. A firefucker. Yeah, firefucker. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is the part also where you see Ge- uh, Geralt and Istrid travel to the fallen monolith outside Sintra. And I think this one jumps a lot, this episode. And this is also showing that Yennefer disembarked from the ship. Run! I mean, he, she disembarked from the ship. She yes. didn't decide to go to Sintra and rescue Yaskier. And there's this whole scene where uh, she found Yaskier and then she decided to pretend to be his, his, wife. his wife and all that to somehow fool free and yeah. free him yeah. from Rins very successfully. Uh, then continues... Uh, I think this also talks about Vesemir. Uh, reveals his plan to create new witches to Ciri. Yeah. Oh, so this is the part. So this is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. We, 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 we kind of jumped the gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Geralt and Istrid then going back to Geralt and Istrid hypothesize about the monolith being a gateway in this so it's a big reveal yeah. 
in this portion. Uh, and then continuing here, there's this whole Triss while attempting to dissuade Siri to do the... I mean, we talked about this portion already about yes. the whole being, taking, becoming, using her blood and try becoming a witcher. Yeah. She wants to look into her source of her power yes, and yeah. found out something really... Uh, I won't say sinister, but something that's bigger than yeah. what they expect, yep. what she expected. Yes, and I think there's this whole prophecy, uh, which l- talks about the elder child of the elder blood and all that, and that will destroy the world. Uh, yeah, big big reveal. Yes. Uh, and then we realize the series power was the one that activated the monolith. Yes. The one that later on summoned a flying monster just where Geralt is. Yep, that's right. And then. The whole thing ends with uh, Kehir um, arriving back at Centra. Arriving yeah? at Centra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I realized a lot of the things we talked in this episode. It's also really why we talk about previous episodes. Like yeah. We kind of jumble up episode four and five. Three and four and four and five, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, but again, those things that happened in this episode is amazing. We learn the best from, I guess, Witcher season one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. But. Uh, one thing I want to point out in this episode was uh, I believe this is the episode as well where uh, Yaskir goes back to try and save Yennefer after she's been caught oh, again. Oh, I love that scene so and much. Then, oh my goodness. And then he sees her just vanish. Oh, you mean the second time? Oh, right. right. That was I think this was the yes. episode as well. I like the first time around. Yes, uh, where she comes and saves him. Yeah. She her walking in with the bottle and acting drunk. Yeah. And then him immediately like, I'm caught so sorry, this, this is yeah. my wife. She's really yeah. drunk. And him... Oh my goodness. That again shows the wit of this character. Like yeah. seeing her come back, he's not in shock. He just immediately rolls along with it, goes along with it. Yeah. And like just, oh, this is my wife, she's really drunk. He he knows that she came back to save him and she was he was just acting through it. And no magic. No and magic. she managed to you know best the fire. Best the fire yeah. Yeah. Oh my with goodness. With a bottle of alcohol, which is again yeah. so amazing. Like she picks out a bottle of alcohol, spits it in his face when he turns it on. Exactly. Oh man, what a good scene, man! Yeah, and when she must have been prepared because she probably been watching yeah the interaction between these two torturing uh Yaskir. Yes, yeah, An amazing scene, and yeah. then they of course run off, and then she is betrayed by the um the prostitute the lady, the lady, the lady of favors, lady of favors, yeah, and yes, um yeah, yeah she is this because you know a girl has to earn a living. Yeah, I mean yeah, and then she uses she. Co- Reaches out to the Volethmir and uh Volethmir, yep. rather. And then Deathless Mother and then yeah, she fades s- away. She yeah, said out uh, the chan. Yeah. And you know hut, hut. Yeah. And fortunately Yaskir was there as well. Yaskir heard the whole thing. Yeah. And then he was in prison. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunate for him. Yeah. But okay, in this episode also you see the uh the monolith uh no, series dream first, right? Yeah, series dream. The dream sequence. Mm. Right? That was also an amazing part of this episode. You see Triss getting traumatized yeah. just from going to the thing. Her constantly saying this is not how it's supposed to work. Yep. Showing that Siri is of a immensuate potential. Yeah. Just yeah. like the child prophecy, you know, like those kind of things. And yeah. this is way beyond what Triss is reading. Yeah, way beyond a pay grade, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine... Uh, you know, Tris probably thinking, oh, this is just another girl with magical abilities, slightly you know, yeah. better than normal. Yeah. Probably as like, good you know, as... Maybe like Yennefer, Yennefer when she was a child, yeah. you know, like back in Artuza. Who yeah. cares, yeah. And damn, this child is way... <laughs> yeah, it, she is... Way, way... Her chaos <laughs> yeah. is real chaos, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that was... This whole episode, like these... Oh, it, it's from these few episodes where it really ramps up 
into yes. full gear and yeah and like i why it's kind of blending together for all most of us i believe also it's because we watched it in one sitting yes i myself watched it in one sitting i couldn't stop okay two sitting for me i first four and then the last four i watched the yeah. first three episodes and then the last five episodes right, in right, yeah. so like from episode four onwards it was like a full yeah like just mad dash to the end and it was amazing, man. You can't really not click next because it's so exciting. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, this, oh, it's really so amazing. And, mm. like, I believe also in this episode, this was the episode where Istrid and uh, Geralt had that interaction. Yes, that's right. And, yeah. unfortunately, Geralt had to portal back as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Apparently, there's a deleted scene though where he portaled back and he has this con- whole conversation with Tris. Tris, yes. Which was taken out. Yeah, yep, that's right. Uh, It was... Her talking about, uh, her also informing Geralt of her intention to leave back to Arutuza, right? Uh, I don't recall that. I recall more of like I think she was saying serious, saying serious. Uh, yeah, she's gonna be the doom of us all. Or something yeah, doom. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she just in this tra- traumatized. Yep. Moment. Yeah. Such a s- bad moment for Tris. Yeah. First season yeah. got burned to the point where. She almost died. Yeah. Second season, traumatized. Oh, man. This is a very, very tragic character. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Off to episode six. Episode six. Uh, Geralt takes Siri outside of Kermon because... And they are attacked by the flying monster. Oh, yeah. And I think the reason why they didn't, uh, why Geralt took Siri off Kermon, uh, right, is because uh, she realized that yeah, all it's the mon- all of them are, all the connected. monolith monsters yeah. will be heading towards, towards her. Like, yeah, towards Kermohan, so yeah. they need to, he they needs to, to bring, yeah. tra- travel with her again. And this is the part that is so sad. Roach was wounded and sadly died, died. Yeah, because of the uh, flying one. During the fight, yeah. Uh, and at Kermohan, uh, that's where Vesemir and Trace were ambush- ambushed by the Rins, firefucker, the yeah. firefucker. Yeah, who then somehow managed to steal the mutagens and escape. Uh, Geralt and Siri then also travel uh, travel to the temple of Militelli. Militelli, yep. uh, where I mean, Geralt just hopes Siri will be able to control and learn about her powers, and that's where they finally met once again. Geralt Jennifer. finally meets Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and Siri meets Jennifer. I think that's yeah. really important as well. Yes, that is very important. Uh, looking into the whole series of The Witcher. This yeah. tree is, you know, this the is the main character. Main character. It's the family. Yeah. At the end of the day, this are uh, these three are the family, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um and and then I think this is the part when there's the ho- the firefucker came into the yes. uh, the, the place, the, the temple, temple Meritelli, yeah. and then there's the whole fight the scene whole and then Jennifer taught Siri how to use a portal. Yes. And and just as Geralt got control of the situation, he managed to turn back and see Open Jennifer. Open the door, yeah, and then see Jennifer still leave. Yeah, after without, yeah. Once knowing that it's no longer dangerous, yeah. So he kind of she getting a hint of yeah. Uh, her a, intentions. Yeah, like she gave him that look, and he knows exactly what. Yeah, that look he's kind of getting her yeah. attention that is with Siri might not be what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in this scene as well, as well, uh, there's this. Uh, I mean, it's a side story, uh, which is often not side story, important story as well. Francesca gave birth to the, the elf. first full elf born in years. Yep. And of course, Istrid uncovers a link between Syria and Lara Doran, which is yes. the prophecy. Yes. 
and yeah, this that's, is that's the a end set of up episode. Yes, but what a good setup, man! Amazing setup. Yeah. Yeah, the whole scene with her, with with Siri coming in, and then you get to see the confident Siri again, especially when she's mm. talking to that um that boy, the yes, librarian yeah. boy. <laughs> you get to see the confident Siri now. She's a bit more sure of herself, you know. Yeah. Back to being her real normal self. I think it's always Geralt, you know, somehow finding way to help her help her develop and evolve, I guess. Yeah, and to comfort her as well because I think she was so unsure when they were attacked. They, I mean, after the whole dream sequence thing, yep. then it was always Geralt that he never tell her what to do. That's the best thing. Exactly. He lets he, her make a decision and then he only, like, he tells her if, he, if she's wrong. Yeah, and... But yeah. Yeah, the words he used, I can't remember exactly, but it was of course, yeah. short, but yeah, you know, powerful as yeah. usual. Geralt. So okay, one thing I love about this episode, right? Mm. I'm just this episode was titled "Dear Friend," mm. which is kind of uh like ah, a scene yes. where Geralt and Yennefer first meet, and then they were kissing, and they like finally yes. reunited after so long, uh, after the event of Kangorn, <laughs> yeah. and they like it was like in a deeply apologetic reunion. Yeah, yeah. They were both sorry, but it's been years since that yeah. happened and they're both so different now from then. Yeah. And they were just reuniting and they were like having a moment and then Siri just walks in and just go, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> just the look of awkwardness on Freya <laughs> Allen's face then. Oh, such a such an amazing moment, man. She's yeah. Like, sorry. You know, and that, I love that scene so much and then Yara was like, uh, Siri, this is my uh, dear friend, <laughs> Jennifer. And you see, you see, you see Yennefer's yeah. face like, the fuck, <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that scene was so funny. Again, like I love the brevity and comedy that yeah. you insert into series drama series like this. Yeah. Uh, but this is also for those who don't know, uh, the dear friend. It is a little nod to um, the books actually. Mm. It's a uh, in the books the. It's a nod to the dear friend letters that Geralt mm. sends to uh, Yennefer. Yep. And Yennefer responds back to Geralt regarding a conversation in the need of his assistance with magic for Siri. Right. And yeah, so I, f- I found that it was. I love that they managed to. the Again, the show did it so well, mm. adding in this little subtle nod to the book into the series and yep. turning it into a whole kind of comedic moment. <laughs> And oh, yeah. wonderful performance from Freya Ellen, uh, from Henry Cavill, and from uh, what's the name? Chilo- uh, Anya Chalotra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So all of them, what a good performance, man! That whole scene, it's like, it's if you take that scene and remove it from with the rest of the context, that looks like a sitcom scene. <laughs> yes. And I love that. Yeah, it reminds me also of uh, a Final Space season three. Where yes, where, where Gary Little Gato and Little was G- yeah. keeps keeps intru- introduced uh, interrupting with uh Nighthawk and Gary, right? Yeah. The Gary. Yes. Spoilers for other shows as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for Final Space Season 3 if you haven't had it. But we will probably talk about Final Space sometime yes, in the future. Yeah. yeah. But yes, episode six, Dear Friend. Such <laughs> an amazing episode, man. Yeah. Uh any other thing for this episode? There's a lot of setup here. Um I love the interaction between Triss and uh Vesemir. Tris and Vesemir? Yes. Right. Like, they're both... One is a seasoned veteran witcher. Yeah. Another one is a knowledgeable witch. Yep. Them just talking the lore behind the 
uh, I mean, it might have been the previous episode, like again, like mm. I mentioned, like but the whole conversation between the lore of the flowers and what it means for the future of the witchers. Oh yeah, I think that might be the previous. Might one. have been the previous episode, yeah. yeah. But it was such yeah, and then the the fate of Siri or right, the fate right. of the the witchers in the future. Yeah, and, and it, like the witcher serum. Mm. What the hell is that thing, man? It looks like a bottle full of tar. <laughs> Shit, man! No wonder the no wonder the witches are emotionless. <laughs> you pump tar through the veins. Yeah, and only three out of ten boys survive. Yeah, exactly. And no girls survive actually. I th- I think they did very few tests with girls only, right? Because they have no survivors for girls. Yeah, and ever. then they stopped. Yeah, yeah. I believe I, that was the case. Okay, I'm not so sure whether it's from the TV show or it's my own research from outside. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not wrong, all girls died during the process. Yeah. And, and yeah. they focused on boys only. Yeah. Yeah. And when boys only three of them survive. Yep. Yeah. That's right. All right. On to episode seven. Episode seven. Um Jennifer and Siri portal to the home of the woman who took Siri in and discovered family was murdered in by Rins. They all burned. Yep. Yeah. And there's at the so- southern area. Uh yeah, because at the end of the episode they traveled to somewhere. Yep. Uh, and this the is the place that somewhere. I guess Siri found to be a safe heaven, yep. which turns out to be not safe at all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Geralt frees Jaskier. Was it, was it confirmed that it was burned by Rians? Because I thought it might have been... Oh, uh, it may not be, it might have but... Been, I think they they did mention that it was close enough to the battle that oh, maybe, Jennifer maybe. might have been the one to burn the hut down. Maybe, maybe. I yeah. think that's what was mentioned. Yeah. Well, okay. anyway, yeah, yeah they anyway. weren't there. The most yeah. important thing is they, they weren't there, but it was a place where Siri found as a safe haven. Yeah, but the fact that they're burned, maybe that's a nod to ruins as well. Maybe, the yeah. firefucker, right? Yeah. And then the next part is the whole Geralt freeing a Yaskir from prison. We have, I think we have a lot to talk about that scene. Yep. It's an amazing scene. Uh, then there's the whole conversation about uh, Geralt, about Yaskir telling Geralt that Yen lost the magic and the way. Ah, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, over here. hut, hut, hut. Yeah, and Geralt just figure out where to go, where where's the best possible place they may, they may be, they may be. Yep. And then the next bit of this whole portion uh, focuses on birth of uh, Francesca's Francesca baby. baby, which causes her to rethink about her commitment. Yes. Which then, because she already got whatever she wanted yeah. from the the promise by the deathless mother, right? Yeah. And then uh, Fringilla was really frustrated because her power is starting to slip. Yeah. Uh, her control her, is her control. The general was, in a sense, uh, belittling her. Yes. Then her emperor is coming. And yeah. And because of the return of the commander-in-chief, Kahir. Ka- Ka- yeah, Kahir. Yeah. But Kahir was on her side all the way. Kahir was on her side, but yes, the, 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 the his, his, his second-in-command was the one that was stirring shit. Yeah, which is the general, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think this is the, also the episode where her promise was actually, oh my god, this is the part where the deathless mother is so brutal because yeah. she... She knows the moment Francesca have her baby, she no longer wants to fight war for Nilfgaard. Yeah. And the only reason why she they get the safe haven is because when uh, because Francesca said no no Francesca because uh Fringilla yeah wants the elves manpo- to, elves to be part of their manpower part of the armies yeah. army yeah yep. and oh my god it's such brutal okay we can get into it's, that yeah it's the way they played things around yeah right? the 40 chess yeah 40, 40 chess movement of uh, exactly. Volokmir yeah yeah and I think this is the part where yeah the, then I think this is the part where you saw uh, we see Frangela really going all out to to 
take back her power doing whatever by, it takes, yes. you know poisoning and poison, yeah. petrifying or I don't know what it's yeah, called yeah. it was a flower it was a root and then she knows yeah. to hide it in mead yeah. that would cover the taste of it or yeah. the scent of it and then it would be undetected so yeah. everybody all the whole table of commanders yeah. the commanding officers all immediately gets petrified and she just, yeah, and just walks through all of them brutally yeah. I might brutally, add yeah. what an amazing scary scene yeah and then she threatens Kahir with it. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of it is because uh, when she was trying to run away, her uncle did not accept her back. Yes, yes. And so she has to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this episode as well, we look into uh, a Siri and, Siri and Jennifer, Jennifer uh, on their way th- to, on the way to Sintra. Sintra at the monolith there. Yeah. Uh, along the way, they learn uh, Yen was teaching Siri more magic. Yena. At Ye- Yen. <laughs> Sorry, Yen. Yeah. Yes. Was teaching her Siri how to do magic. Magic all and the way. she did something better than <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lifting right. the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy yeah. moment. And then they were attacked by a group of people. But thankfully at a at a crucial moment, you know, Geralt just yeah. came together with the Hero dwarfs, The dwarfs and Yaskia. Oh my goodness, what an amazing <laughs> moment, man. And then after that is a very heartbreaking moment where he asks uh, Siri and the uh, dwarves and Yaskia, bring to Kaer Mohan, ask yeah. Siri for direction. She knows how to go she there. She knows the way, yeah. She knows the way. And then she was drawing the sword onto uh, Yennefer, Yennefer's yeah. uh, neck. And yeah. oh my god, just the episode before, they were like lovers reunited, coming, reunited. Yeah, exactly, and then yeah. this happened. Crazy. And yeah, and the whole thing ends with... Oh, the whole thing ends with actually the well, death no, of uh, the elven ba- baby. Uh, and... Then the real, the deathless mother was released from the hut, yes. and by the times uh, Jennifer yes, and right. Geralt bottled using that code word, yep. the hut hut code word. Yep. There, you s- they saw the, the empty mother. hut. Oh, they uh, they still empty hut, and the deathless mother kind of like flying away yeah. in her spirit form. She's free. And then they were like, "Oh sh- no, we need to travel back to Camon where Siri is." Yep. Exactly. This moment, like that, was the moment you finally see the hut with the basilisk legs. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, what a sight, man. Yeah. This episode is again a very heavy episode. Mm. Um, Maybe so the heaviest, you know, four and seven actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because eight is more the resolution. This is the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the build up again. Uh, this episode was when. Uh, Geralt went to enlist the dwarves as well. That was such a good, ep- such a good moment. Yeah. I like the dwarves when they they mention uh we let's something long let's forget uh, next time we can always do treasure hunting next time we are going for a war yeah you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> the dwarves are such a good little addition to yeah. and it's I, I love these kinds of, as a, as as like a a D and D player and a dungeon mm. master like these kinds of scenes where parties reunite yeah for a cause yeah that is one of my favorite things to see yeah and I love the fact that because this, this, these guys are old friends right yeah I mean we probably didn't see all the interaction and the dogs have always have a good impression with Carol both have exactly. good friendship yes. yeah. and then they were just okay we are going this way but for you I'll drop all that first yeah. and we'll follow you because yeah, we Yeah, exactly. More. You can tell the king to fuck off. We're going yeah. to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene, man. The dwarves are just, the dwarves are there for a fight. You know, yeah. whatever whatever interests them, they do it. And they do it for a friend. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. Geralt, especially. And, <sighs> oh, okay, no. Let me talk about that scene, right? Where where Geralt frees Yaskia. Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's just, oh my goodness, Joey Beatty, what an amazing performer. Sitting there by himself with the spoons, <laughs> just going ham, oh. 
I love that music, by the way. Yeah, that <laughs> was just, he was mocking the guardsman yeah. and then just making fun of them. And then Geralt comes in, takes out the guardsman, and then he look at him and then, like, seriously, can you not just... And he stands up and you see Geralt's there and then they just look at each other and all... Like, the was like, fuck it. And then he just <laughs> hugs him and then Geralt hugs him back. Yeah. What an amazing emotional Actually, scene, Actually, uh, this is the part also where he did the exact same thing as the... You know when the, the whole penis part... He, yeah, because he like, he like he was yeah. like talking about, you know, no. seriously, but then like Carol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like that later on in the part yeah. where they were just talking, and then they're like, uh, Geralt, he tells Geralt about the hut, hut, hut. Yes. Geralt immediately connects it. Yes, that that brain, man. Holy shit, Geralt's brain. I don't know if the Witcher mutagen kind of like affected his brain to think faster or think better or whatever. Maybe. But yeah. Holy smokes, man! Him being able to pull out. Volethmir lore mm. have, having it in his mind palace yeah. do, doing the connection between the incantation and Volethmir yeah. and drawing the conclusion that uh, Yennefer might be in cahoots with Volethmir yeah. in that one split second with just a little bit of information from Yeskir that is some crazy level of investigative detectivism and yeah and he, like what he and he inter- he kind of read the mind of uh, Siri and Yennefer because he's he's the fact that he went to Sintra because he kind of probably did think that oh because of this information yes. Siri and Yennefer will want to go, to, want to, go to Sintra, Sintra yeah. to find him or something yes and so he needs to get to Sintra yeah as quickly as possible mm-hmm. before things happen to yeah. them what <laughs> oh, it's just I mean it goes to show what kind of a character Geralt is right yeah he's you really think about it now. This is the kind of person that could be that should be our Batman. Yeah. You know that guy that can like draw clues from pull it basically out of nowhere. Yeah, like tying sewing together from back and back like knowledge for he knows from behind yeah. from like new info like a little bit of new information and from like uh just character observation of knowing Siri and Yennefer. Yeah, <sighs> amazing man. And also like one of my favorite parts where. They're about to leave, and then Yeskir says, "Like, okay, but first, gentlemen, it's been an honor." Ah, and then he starts yes. talking to the rat. That whole scene, that scene was ad libbed by again Joy by by Joy Beatty. Amazing. Um, like, uh, I I'm starting to like Joy Beatty so much because of his performance in The Witcher. Yeah, and he is one of the persons I believe should be like the next Disney prince. <laughs> he can sing, he can like act, he can laugh, like he can make jokes and everything. But yes, Joey Beatty has always been one to have been ad-libbing on the set, <laughs> even from season one, like, you know, the toss a coin, yeah. the like Valley of Penis. Yeah. That was an ad-lib scene that they had no idea was going to make it into the <laughs> final shot. And when they watched it, um, Joey Beatty immediately contacted Anya Chalotra and just told her like, oh, they put it in the shot. They, that was the shot they used. And this was one of the, th- this is another thing that he was ad-libbing. Yeah. Uh, he also mentioned that on the set, he keeps trying to make other of his... Um, of his fellow actors mm. break or like corpse or like just break <laughs> and just laugh yeah. and break character and everything. He said his favorite one to do it like, with is Henry Cavill because it's so easy to make. <laughs> because he's the easiest to break. And he said up till now he's made everybody break except for Anya Chalotra. Oh, really? So what he said going forward in season three, that is his goal, that is his mission <laughs> to <laughs> keep doing this shit until she breaks. <laughs> So yeah, I guess we have a lot more of this these things coming up in season three. He is a real life Yeskir. Real he, life Bard. Yes, he is. Right? Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. He's like almost 
the uh like Scanlon Short Halt and uh yeah yeah Sam Regal yeah you know yeah, uh, like very natural Bart yes very very natural Bart yeah and he I think he goes into the Bart Hall of Fame honestly speaking yeah, like yeah. as in his portrayal of Yaskia yeah yes yeah definitely a Bart Hall of yeah. Fame yeah fantastic or, casting yeah. yeah and okay I think that is oh wait but let's talk about the 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 four D chess. Oh yes, of the of the deathless of mother. Of Mir, yeah. yeah. How like you choose three people to do crazy things so that you can get your uh, release. Yeah. You know, one of them will do it because she needs to have a baby. Yeah. And because of that, the other person whose task you've given her will fail, which will cause more yeah. anguish, which is what you need. And then you task this other person to be to go and catch your her ex boyfriend's. Foster daughter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And yeah, and uh, to be honest, all of them are going to fail at what they are doing and cause despair to a person. And you know that the baby's going to get killed be- for political yeah. reasons. Yeah. And, oh. she kn- yeah. Oh my goodness. And yeah, it's definitely they're all going to fail because of all these factors. And that's why she will get her despair. Yeah. It's like, Oh my goodness. Like, yeah. how crazy brilliant it is for her to do it this way and how ridiculously amazing is the writing. Yeah. Like, real big props to the writing staff, man. And w- w- was it this episode where, uh, what was her name again? Uh, Francesca went to the town in Oxenford, I can't remember, or Radeon, and then she just killed all the babies that was born that day. I believe... To create uh, more despair. Yes, yeah. Right? Yes, this was because, yeah, because this was before uh, Volathmir was released, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she killed all the, she just put the blood on every door, walked past, and then said an incantation, and immediately all the crying stopped. Yeah. And oh, the, the crying became the, ma- the mother's love. Screaming, yeah. Screaming. What a powerful scene, man. Yeah. Oh, this had some, this had some Game of Thrones heavy juju scenes, man. Yeah. Like, it was that oh, crazy powerful and it's all being played by, yeah, yeah. It, they're all they were all being played by Volathmir. Yeah, <sighs> and it, but the thing is, only these two accepted the quest. Yes, and Yen almost succeeded. No, yeah. in the sense, she failed the quest because of she Geralt. Do it, yeah. Geralt's uh, involvement in the end. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but it wasn't what she wanted. But it was her anguish was still counted towards Volathmir because she said it wasn't. It wasn't the sacrifice that she needed. It was the anguish of Yennefer trying to decide whether she wants her magic more than she wants Geralt. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, freaking 40 chess, man. Yeah, man. Okay, episode 8. Final episode of season 2 of The Witcher. Yeah, episode 8, we begin with... uh, You see Yen or Yenna or (laughs) Yennefer. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and Geralt Piglet. Oh Piglet, yeah, you like, yeah, yeah okay. So yeah, both <laughs> traveling all the way back to Kemon. Yep, that's right. Um, I I b- believe this has been like maybe days past since yep. uh the first group arrived, mm-hmm. and then the next scene uh, you see Siri killing, uh, going through each. Okay, at first you see scene of Siri being in a dream state where she is back. Uh, she's actually at the first part was very interesting because she was at the Witcher place looking at the weapons, especially the weapons that killed the uh, deathless mother yep. or trapped the deathless mother. Yes, yeah. And then they walk into an open uh, banquet mm-hmm. where her parents were there 
her grand her grandmother, her parents. Yeah, no. First she saw Mausek. Oh, Mausek. She yeah. got wo- woken up by Mausek. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. And Mausek, then yeah. uh, Mausek told she's gonna be late for the ball. That's then right, she yeah. goes to the ball. She sees the grandmother. Yeah. She sees the back of Ice. You yeah. don't see ba- Ice's face because they probably didn't want to pay the actor to be there to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then yeah. yeah, the whole sequence of the dance with mm. uh, whatever that guy. And is. she did exactly completely different from the first time around because the first time around led her to a path where. It's just death, right? Yep. And as you while that's happening, you see a possessed Siri start to yeah start killing all murder the witchers in their sleep. Yeah, <sighs> that was a really sad scene. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. Sorry. The killing of the the babies is actually in this episode uh, instead of the earlier episode. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And later on in this episode, you see uh Geralt finally arriving just before. Siri kill, kills Vesemir. Yep. And I think that whole thing, that whole conversation was so good because Geralt straight away knows it's Immediately not knows it's not Siri. Yeah, the way she answers the question yeah. and all that. His deductive yeah. reasoning is that, oh yeah, no, this is not Siri. Yeah. What, and the first thing he said, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah. Just immediately, like, no bullshit. Yeah. What I do you want? It. And yeah. then she immediately drops back as well. Yeah, because she knows that, oh yeah, there's no point hiding. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's the, then it's the whole Bad the climax, battle. Yeah. Yennefer goes to meet Yaskir. Yeah, and pulls him away. And she come out, come up with like a way of pulling, uh, the Volumir out, out of Siri. And while the rest of them later on found Siri in the main hall at the tree, which turns out to be a monolith, mm-hmm. which then she summons a portal and creatures like yeah, the basilisk, like yeah, basilisk, yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> all yeah, come through, came through, and oh man, a big fight about happens, and then. And then right at the front, you see, yeah, uh, sorry, Geralt and Vesemir yeah. just there trying to contain Siri, trying to get her back because they they didn't want to hurt Siri. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think. And then, of course, through the heavy thing, uh, then Yeskir comes to see Geralt, trying to tell him, and then of course they're busy because yeah. all the witches are finding out the basilisk. Yeah. And then, uh, Geralt is trying to pull Siri out. Pulls you back from the dream sequence. Yep. Uh, Vesemir is helping Geralt, even though he wants... And, like, okay, so then they go through it, and at the end of the episode, the conclusion was they... Yennefer comes uh, there, and she says the Deathless Mother needs a vessel. Yeah, so she this, she wants, she decided to pull the Deathless Mother to her yep. as the vessel, in the sense of sacrificing herself. Yep. And I think that's where series was released. Yeah. Uh, and, but... Geralt has a solution that she he found out yep. during that period of time where okay you can we can trans you can use the monolith to transport to an- another, another plane world world, yeah another sphere another sphere and then we can release the or we I mean we can find a way yeah. to release the deathless mother which the three of them went to the other sphere and the deathless mother just left yeah and, and then you get to see the little hunt. yeah you see the little taste of the wild hunt coming for them yeah and saying that Siri you should join us something along those lines yeah or we're coming for you yeah and then just as it gets super desperate, Geralt says, Siri, and then boom, they're back. Yep, they're back. Yeah. And then they start healing up. And that is the end of season two, I believe. That is... No. No, 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 no. There's a big reveal still yeah. coming. Yeah. Uh, the big reveal, then it ends Amir, finally. Amir. They show Emir arriving at Sintra. Yeah. And then as they're walking up, uh, he was asking, uh, what happened uh, to the elves? And then... Fringella just saying we had to kill the we baby. had to kill the baby and yeah. all that, and then say, and then he revealed like, I killed I too I'm the yeah. one who 
make the order I to know, kill the baby. No, I know, I know how worthless my commanders are because I was the one who made the order to kill the babies. And then, yeah. And then they were arrested. And then, yeah. yeah. And then they revealed that Emir is actually Sir Dooney. Yeah, Dooney. Yeah, yeah Dooney. He's uh, still alive. Siri's father. So okay. Yeah, this episode, oh my goodness, so many things, so many amazing things, right? Yeah. Okay, so in like, I would say like the off right off the bat, the, if, the immediate one is in Siri's dream where they were like with, uh, st- when she was still a princess and then towards the end when she was trying to get back to reality with Geralt's voice booming through mm. and then you start to see she's starting to let go and everybody starts to fade, right? Yeah. Like Calente and Pavetta yeah. start yeah. to fade and then you see I- the back of ice as well yeah. start to fade. You never actually see Dooney fade. Yeah. Yeah, because he is not dead. Yes. And yeah. like, I was like, why is he not fading? But I'm like, oh, maybe it's just like they he's the last yeah. one to fade. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, yeah, I was like, whatever. La. And then at the end of the episode, the, the final review. Yeah. Then oh. make perfect sense, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so good, really. Uh, yeah, and for this episode, I really love the battle. Yes. I, uh, I think battle scenes are, for me, it can get boring really quickly. Like, you know, Transformer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you watch Transformer, it's just like machines just smashing into each other. Yeah. But this one, one, they show the wi- the other I witches fighting the smaller yeah, basilisk, and then, and then the Geralt big one have to fight the, the big, big one, one by himself without a mutagen. Yeah, so without the elixir. I will say that that is another thing that I loved about this episode: the Witcher brothers coming to call yeah, call to arms. Mm, yeah. They go, they get their weapons, they drink the mutagens. Yeah. Like, oh, that was such an amazing, powerful scene, yeah. man. That is just like preparing for war. Yeah. <sighs> powerful. And they were fighting the basilisk, and then you realize why Geralt is su- is the best. At the business. Yeah, exactly. He was without Elixir and he was fighting the biggest basilisk yeah. and he killed it yep. faster than yeah. the rest of them. Uh, also, there was this scene where with Vesemir. He he yeah. was saying, I'm going to kill Siri because, yes. because he, for him, his Witcher brothers are more important than the life of yeah. Siri. But he did it for Geralt. He yeah. stayed there for Geralt. Yeah. And it shows, it really shows what kind of a person Vesemir is. Yeah. He's not that, again, he's not the emotionless Kind yeah. of, he's the most seasoned witcher, mm. but he's not emotionless and like, yeah. Oh. And then that whole scene with the last basilisk coming out, and Yaskir hiding under the table yeah. with the jar with the goblet of water. Yep, that was so Jurassic Park. Man. Yes, I think that was for first. Like, doom! You can yeah. see the thing shaking, and he's like, oh, oh yeah. And then you see the freaking basilisk yeah. run out. That was so Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I was laughing when I saw that. One. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Whenever Yaskir appears on screen, it makes everything so much better. <laughs> yeah. It's so hilarious. <laughs> and then he couldn't even get the the Jasper, was it? The Jasper fruit? To yeah, he failed, as, oh, it was he only at the last, it was only the last moment where Geralt just looked beside and then, oh, there's the Jasper fruit. Yeah, Eat. <laughs> and then, yeah, okay, he realized. Yeah. It's, okay, th- those moments that reminds me of a Dungeons & Dragons moment, right? Where you just roll really so low. So poorly. poorly and you and can't help it. Yeah, it yeah. just happened, you know? It's just, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love those things, man. Yeah, and I, I like battle scenes where, yes, there's the different level of fight and you, you get to show how powerful uh, Geralt is. Yep. And then you also get to see that in this whole battle, the most important thing is not the battle itself. Yeah. It's getting Siri out of yeah. that. You know, state actually half of the time, the biggest thing I was rooting for, like just just pass that fruit to yeah, Geralt. Exactly. It's not, it's not even like okay, please fight your know, basilisk. You know. Yeah. Just it's pass that damn fruit to Geralt, and hopefully you can yeah. like get everything done. That was right. that's the source of hope. It's yes. not the fighting. Is the yeah. Is the 
Oh, and I love that scene where uh, Volathmir shot the shards of the monolith forward, and you see all oh. the witches shield up, and then, and then it pulled it back, and you see all the ones at the back yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. make it in time and get stabbed through, and then they just turn around and shield yeah, again. Yeah. What a good scene, man. Yeah. This movie, this movie, this series is so beautifully written, yeah. so amazingly shot. Yep. Everything about it is really perfect yeah and they get all the re- relationship right the yeah. writing and the script yeah. Gerald script I d- must be so difficult to write those words yeah and like <laughs> major props to all the actors as well because it's probably even more difficult to pull it off yeah oh all this this honestly speaking this definitely goes straight like this like okay like I said this to you the other day Spider-Man No Way Home and Witcher Season 2 are reasons you don't freaking make best of the year se- lists until the year is over, man. Yeah, yeah, These two coming in right smack in the middle of end of the year, they are giving every other series the run for their money throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, I they, agree. They are shooting themselves straight to the top of best ofs. Yeah. Which, like, oh, by the way, stay tuned for next week where we're, next week and the following week where we're going through best of lists or our favorites from the p- year 2021 yeah. movies and series. Yeah. But, oh, what an amazing show. Yes. There is nothing that, if you have to watch one show from this year, I would say, like, this is a little bit of a spoiler and a little bit of a prequel as to what I'm going to talk about in that episode. But if you have to watch one, if you only had, if you only had time to watch one series this year, it would be this one. I completely agree. Yeah. With, it would be that, this yeah. one. Yeah. I, I, to me, this show is like, you know, after Game of Thrones kind of left the fantasy—I mean, that fantasy hole yes, in my yeah. system—I uh, think this show is really stepping up very quickly. The the, the hole runneth over now, man. Yeah. It's so I like honestly speaking, especially because Game of Thrones didn't leave such a big hole in my in my, in my like in my hole of want, because the quality of the series code slowly declined to a point where I was agree. fine with it going away. Yeah, agree. Especially agree. with the last episode, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, with Witcher coming in, th- this hole is r- seriously running yeah. over. Yeah, but th- that's okay. I mean, we can have this whole conversation about fantasy series, right? Where there's not so many of them that it, normally in every year there's only one yeah. main series that you follow, or every few years there's only one main series you follow. Yeah. So I'm so glad there's Witcher now. It's yeah, this is the one to follow now. Yeah, yeah it's so so well written. Yeah, I mean. It, it sucks to be like stuff like the Wheel of Time who's coming out with like a mm, series. It really yeah. sucks to be there. Wrong time. <laughs> yeah, following off the heels of The Witcher. But we c- haven't watched it though. That's I mean, the thing. it's still, come on, like it's gonna have its the run for a uh, run for its money. I, I, yeah, definitely. But I, I will, I will remain impartial till I watch it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to the yeah. series Wheel of Time. I'm also looking forward to the Name of the Wind. Oh, I, I, not anytime soon, right? That one. I don't think so. But okay. I'm looking forward to all these and I'm so happy to finally see more fantasy again. Yes. For the longest time there was it was just Game of Thrones. Yeah. And it kinda sucked. But recently they they're there a lot of people are diving a bit more into fantasy again. For example, like Sweet Tooth. It's a different kind of fantasy. Oh as yes. Well. Oh that's pretty good. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good series yeah. as well. But like I said, but like stay tuned for the next couple of episodes where we're talking about our favorite series of the mm, year. Yes. But oh man, The Witcher. Amazing. I think we can easily conclude. Please watch this show. Definitely, Once, yeah. Twice, or even the third time if you really so want to. Yeah. What What would you rate this show if this if the amazingness of this show was a monster in D and D? 
Oh, I will say this is like a... Oh, I'm blanking out in terms of monsters at D&D, but at Ancient Dragon level, or is that... I, I mean, I said that the last time around. Yeah, this is... this. Um, honestly speaking, th- I, I believe this is this is like... uh This is like Demogorgon level. Yeah, okay. I, I'll yeah, take that. Yeah, definitely Demon yeah. Prince. Definitely one of the yeah. Nine Lords of Hell. Those levels of amazingness. Agree, agree. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, The Witcher is now streaming on... Both season one and season two are both streaming on Netflix. You mm-hmm. can watch it there. Alternatively, you can always catch it off the stream of the Isle of Tortuga. And with that, uh, thank you for listening to us this whole episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think about The Witcher. Uh, let us know what your favorite scenes about The Witcher ha- season two has been. And, you know, um, what your favorite character is. Obviously, besides Geralt, like, what are your favorite supporting characters? Yeah, and you can find us on the Podity at Instagram, Twitter. Twitter. You can find our podcast now on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Castbox. Uh, yeah, basically, just type in the Podity, and we should be pretty easy to find now. Yeah, and thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Bye.